Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, tonight, uh, we got back from the uh, 300th break of the season, um, and we watched season one, episode 18, The Replacement. <laughs> Phelan, uh, how does it feel to be in season 10 of Charmed? <laughs> It's been a wild ride, man. <laughs> this episode was wild. Guess who's back from Jumanji? Jumanji! <laughs> so in this episode, the girls get a replacement white lighter. Galvin comes back from Jumanji. Yeah. There's demon shenanigans afoot. He was a replacement, too. Uh-huh. Screw you, replacement, Galvin. <laughs> Phelan, before we get into the episode proper, I, I gotta tell you a, a story, okay? It's not no. much of a story, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. <laughs> Don't okay. want this. I was talking to... I didn't even tell you this story till now. I was saving it. Oh. I, I was talking to my dad on the phone, hmm. and uh, he's like, I ever tell you about how, I, when I was in high school, the root beer story. And uh, he told me afterwards, the reason I'm bringing this up is because he said, feel free to use it for for one of your podcasts. (laughs) So I'm going to use it in a podcast because it relates to nothing. My dad just said to bring it up because he figured my listeners (laughs) be interested. (laughs) Okay, here's the entirety of the story. He's like, this root beer is so good, I could drink gallons of it and... And his friend like, no, no, you can't, but I could. And he's like, I'll bet you money you can't. So his friend trained up to drink all of this root beer. And he couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Even all of his training, he couldn't drink that much root beer. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The sound of the sirens or the (laughs) podcast police. (laughs) They're pulling the plug. (laughs) For such a pointless story. (laughs) <laughs> yeah here they come i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well you know what yeah yeah the moral of the story is no one can drink that much liquid you can't drink a gallon or however much i, I don't remember the exact amount of root beer or you can't even drink a galvan of root beer <laughs> oh bringing it full circle yeah, so they they started this episode uh, with uh, we we have the teaser of Galvin and Jumanji. So we did get to see a little bit of like Indiana Jones Galvin. Yeah, and he's there getting a gallon of root beer and just chugging it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "You can't drink that much root beer, Galvin." <laughs> oh, I bet I can. <laughs> he trained up for it, but he couldn't. And that's how he let the demon in. <laughs> I just want to say, I don't think my dad will ever listen to this, but if he does, I like the story. I don't don't want to drag him like this. You're the worst. (laughs) I bet he could drink a galvan of root beer if he wanted to. (laughs) What'd you think, Phelan? What'd you think of this episode? Mixed. (laughs) They had some, some decent story stuff going on, I think. I think, like, the pacing was pretty good. The ending dragged a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it, I guess, is dependent on what's coming next. This felt like a pretty set-up episode, so... Pretty set-up? Yeah, like it's setting things up down the line. There's... Oh, yeah. And I don't know where what the payoff's gonna be, and that will affect my judgment, I guess, of some of the things that happened here. 
Do you think Tessa's going to show up again, the replacement white lighter? Yeah, I don't see any reason why she'd be gone yet. I just assumed it would be a one-off thing. Like, they're like, you're annoying and you don't get it, and then gone, because it just didn't seem like a continuing thing. Seems like it's a continuing thing. There's no reason to think she'd be gone at the end of this episode. (laughs) It seems like something, I guess, in Old School Charmed that would just be a one-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's storytelling in television is going to change more since then. They've done one-off things, though, too. They have, but I mean, it's just... It's more likely to drag something out through more episodes these days versus when original Charmed was going. Not that they never did multi-part story arcs, but, you know, it's just more common now. Sure. I guess the real question is, would you want to see Tessa back? Oh, no, I... (laughs) She's not annoying as she could have been. I mean, I'm, they're saying Arapnio is the white lighter that they don't really want, obviously. She kind of just seems like replacement charity, to be honest, yeah. rather than replacement Harry. It's the same sort of thing where it's like, oh, just stab him, do this. or And they're like, no, let's find a good solution here without killing people. Mm-hmm. It just seems sort of that, except less interesting to me. Yeah, she's very shortened by the book, I guess. She shows up, uh, first thing she does is drag them psychically out of bed or whatever she does. I don't. I didn't know white lighters could, like, do that. Yeah, that is a little weird. It's like, if they have powers like that, how come Harry's never, like, dragging anyone around and stuff? Yeah, it seems like she had more powers than Harry ever did. And I, I do like, too, like, she's doing this as a test. Like, she sets their book on fire, and they're, like, trying to, like, fix all this stuff. And they're like, why would you do that the first time we met? And then she's like, well, when Harry first met you, he tied you to chairs. Yeah, well, that I guess was fair enough. funny. <laughs> With her, like, vocal fry, it, it was almost like she's Lucy the White Lighter. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you guys are not prepared for anything. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> that jazz. <laughs> I wish Lucy was their white lighter. <laughs> it seemed like she was setting up the new direction for season two as well. Like, she's like, Harry was just focusing on your, like, on your sisterly bonds. We're not doing that anymore. We're going to be following the rules and learning spells and doing all this stuff. <laughs> no more. <laughs> Like, too, when they bring up um, Macy's uh, demon side, she's like, yeah, no, we're getting rid of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Macy's like, no, we're not. Uh." (laughs) Uh, We'll say, bitches. The girls are really bad at lying. Mm -hmm. Like, they're pretending to not know that Harry's still alive. They're like, oh, because he's dead ever since he died hard to get over that mm-hmm. that dead hairy thing yeah and then they get caught with their little privacy candles which i guess block anyone from spying on their combos and a replacement comes in it's like uh what's with the privacy candle it's <laughs> like <laughs> oh well um, the bad guys could be listening in on this like oh well i guess that's a good idea then like it, I, that one, I think, at least was, like, a plausible lie, because, sure, demons could be listening sure, in on them, I guess. but if that was a thing, why weren't they using these before this point, then? But, you know, I don't think... That's true. That's very <laughs> true. But I don't think they were even 
I don't think they even said demons. They said humans could be listening in and hear about this stuff. No, so no. Gonna... I think they said that they were talking about um, fighting the source thing or something or whatever. Mm. You know, they really could have used that uh, that spell when Nico was listening in, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the important thing, though, is that Galvin's back. The hero of the show. Mm-hmm. And he is mild when he first gets back. <laughs> yeah. Macy forgot he was even coming back. She's yeah. like, "Oh shit!" On her phone, he's coming in. <laughs> yeah, he's in. He's got cell service now, right? You could you not give him a heads up about any of this? Uh-huh. She seems so unconcerned with this when he went on a potentially deadly journey to help her. I'm just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, and I I do not remember. Surprise, I didn't remember something, but I don't remember the exact circumstances of what he was supposed to be doing on that island. I was under the impression it was some sort of trials or something to get to this shaman mm-hmm. who could cure Macy, mm. but. He's just stealing artifacts like Indiana Jones, and then he brings artifacts back. Yeah, and then they're going to do some kind of ritual to get rid of it with the artifacts. Yeah, m- maybe that had to do with, like, the shaman ritual or something? I'm I'm unclear on this. So. I mean... And he seemed pretty in good shape considering that the danger that his uh, grandma ghost... Uh, told him about when he had like that spiritual journey with her about how like she lost her finger going there and like mm-hmm. he he seemed okay uh, outside of being possessed I guess <laughs> yeah I mean maybe he was in worse shape and maybe the demon healed his body maybe the demon kept him from getting in worse shape because it needed the body to get back to the states got a little demon cleansing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like uh, Macy's uh, line to him. Nice magical quest double. <laughs> so that's the the big twist in this episode, that uh, Galvin is possessed mm-hmm. by a demon, uh, which makes him have bugle fingers. Mm-hmm. Well, at first it just makes him like, he doesn't care, and she tells him, she drops the, by the way, your whole <laughs> quest over there where you could have died, uh, I don't want it anymore. So it was for nothing, and he just goes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Whoa, that is wild. But the sad thing is, we didn't know there was a twist coming because that's totally in his character to yeah. be like, All right. It could have been, could have been <laughs> him first. But then, like, um, later when the demon goes over to kill, uh, what's her name, is Cleo. Hello, how are you today? He's like, <laughs> he becomes a really bad Galvin impersonator. I'm evil. Yeah. Let's go up and do that thing, Macy. <laughs> I love the moon, the equinox, yeah. something or other. She's like, oh, that sounds really weird, Galvin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something you say at all. Come with me now. You're hurting me. Busted. Ah, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> I do like too when she when she doesn't know that it's that he's a demon. Um, when she reveals that like she doesn't want to cure her demon side, she also throws in that she found out who her mom's killer is, and it's it's kind of unclear if that's the first time she's telling him that. Yeah. but he seems very uncurious about who it was. They keep doing <laughs> that in this show. I was thinking about that when it came up, and just like, what did he know about that? No reaction. <laughs> Did she tell him? We don't know. Like, show, you keep doing these things. <laughs> He's Man, they're treating him like such a Leo. 
Like mm. even when like um like when uh when Tessa's coming back and they realize Galvin shouldn't be in there because they they don't want to say that he knows stuff, they just like Macy uses her demon psychic powers to like shove him out the door. Yeah, it was totally like <laughs> that. Um, like when they're in the past and Grandma Ghost shoots the charmed ones out the door with that crappy yeah. effect. <laughs> It was like an updated version of that. They shoot Galvin into the closet. And he's like, oh! I hope that was a bad effects homage. Yeah. <laughs> homage to our favorite badness from OG Charm. Yeah. Like you said, when they get him out of the closet after that, he's just kind of like, whoa. <laughs> okay. whoa. That was fine. Like, no reaction, really, to being shot into the closet. Yeah, this guy, like, acted more like Galvin by acting like an unrealistic person. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was more in character to act like a, a person that is absolutely unaffected by everything in his life. Yeah. Just... Very laissez-faire attitude <laughs> about things. It's so weird, too, like, when you know it's a demon, like, you'd think the demon would have a worse reaction to being pushed into a closet like that. Like, maybe he'd think the jig was up and he'd just go after them. Well, I guess he was keeping character. Yeah, until they... He decided to kill Cleo and then just... Nah. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. once the audience knew, he's like, I don't know how to pretend anymore. Yeah. Who am I fooling? One of those good, <laughs> once the audience knows, I'm not gonna try. I became a way worse actor after the audience knew. <laughs> this shows what a good character Mama Roz is. I am absolutely unaffected by her death. <laughs> like... Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, well, I kept forgetting she was a reoccurring thing. And... <laughs> nice shoes, though. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked her sneakers. I love you. But I think the thing that we're most affected by is that Maggie can't pay her tuition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's clicking on the website, and then she clicks that she's Hispanic and black. And then it's like, do you want a black scholarship? And she's like, dun-dun-dun! And then she decides not to at the end. <laughs> <laughs> this I thought that this was a good story though. Yeah, that was, I do think was this was a good story. Decent. <laughs> because like it it did present um I think a realistic uh question that you would have if you suddenly found out that you were mixed heritage. Mm -hmm. Like does it feel morally correct to accept a scholarship for a culture that you've never been part of um that you've never presented as? And in the end, she decides that she, she doesn't feel like that is something that she deserves uh, a scholarship like that. But she will continue uh, going to uh, a group, the Black Student Union, I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Which is amazing, considering her character up to this point that she makes that decision. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that she talked to Macy about it, not only because of the, the half-demon stuff, which is uh, a part of the parallel, but because Macy is mixed heritage like regardless of the demon thing like she has always dealt with being of two races in her life and and presenting as black so it was mm -hmm. i thought that was a good uh bit of character work both of them talking about this stuff yeah that was a better part of the episode it was like it's one of the better storylines too about just you know personal stuff with them and actually having the sisters relating to each other. Yeah, and that was also a way of, of talking about cultural stuff without 
beating it over the head and and seeming shoehorned in like this seemed naturally woven into the story it was something that was happening with them alongside what was going on mm-hmm. and then we cut to parker signing in on the website and he's clicking white privilege <laughs> and stale beer <laughs> he's like oh no if i should accept the stale beer scholarship but i've never presented a stale beer before <laughs> He clicked on it, and then immediately Harvard sent him a a letter of acceptance. (laughs) Whoa, it pays to be white with that. Pays to be stale beer. (laughs) Honest to God, until you mentioned him, I completely forgot his existence and that he wasn't in this episode at all. Yeah, they they do a good job of forgetting people's existence when they're not in an episode. I honestly like I, it was it was better without him. It was better without him. Well, the new Parker's been all right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with this. The whole deal. Yeah, definitely, it's still him, a but... thing. We'll we have to wait and see on. Maggie's powers are expanding because she can hear people's souls now. She can talk to dead people. Oh my god, dead soul, I know that you you just got murdered, but I was just curious, should I accept the scholarship or not? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm dying, child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been her character in, like, earlier episodes. (laughs) Because, like, she did. She would constantly just, like, bring up her personal stuff as a reason to screw off from the main plot line and not be involved so yeah it is nice that she's developed as being less selfish at this point i mean it kind of is just a switch out of nowhere it would have been nicer if it had been a a thing that was addressed i guess and developed past um i I thought it was funny when she is talking to dead mama roz on the ground like mama roz like oh yeah this this demon and stuff the first word should have been it's in galvin (laughs) like but she doesn't she's she's gotta pay extra to extend the phone call can i get your first name and your birth date please but that should be the first thing it's like (laughs) maggie somehow reaches out to galvin's soul in the ether which is like floating around bodiless i guess and that's how she finds out it's in galvin my stupid mama Roz. (laughs) (laughs) she deserved to die (laughs) (laughs) like apparently she was already expecting galvin too by the time he came in so why isn't she like calling them like oh yeah i think it's in galvin like she's just sitting around like oh i'm just playing with my tarot cards look at this new shuffle i'm second dealing (laughs) Look, she's got to make a living. She ain't being paid for this stuff. <laughs> you my new card tricks, Galvin. <laughs> um, I, I don't mean to sidetrack your question here, but who are all of these nosy people? Outside influences I'm seeing around you by the moon card. I find Maggie's powers are very random, jumbled, and whatever's convenient. I, I don't mm-hmm. think this falls into the empath thing. It's just... It's kind of whatever. It's it's a it's jumble of a lot of different disparate things. Yeah, she like captured um what's her name Tessa at one point and like shoved her away. 
Like that was, that was a spell that she learned. I don't think that was, was a spell. It's because she was having them memorize spells. So I think that's just something oh, she so, learned to do. I mean, Tessa's kind of right then. <laughs> that, yeah, it was helpful that they yeah, they haven't really been learning a lot of like different kinds of spells. Harry should have been a little more strict on that, it seems. <laughs> I have to make breakfast. I can't do everything around here. <laughs> Learn some spells, idiots. <laughs> Uh, do we have to? Yeah, it would be very helpful. It would be helpful if they didn't just learn last minute what spell they need to get rid of the demon of the week and just learn some general defensive spells. Definitely. Um, Tessa, though, seems like very unwilling to help with a lot of stuff, considering white lighters are supposed to be protecting them. Mm -hmm. She does do some stuff, but she just sort of seems put out about a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, you guys should already know this. Don't go there. (laughs) That was funny too. Like she captures her in that spell and like shoves her aside because she's all team. Let's kill Galvin to get rid of the demon instead of trying to save him. And then, like, when they talk to her after that, she's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get rid of this dead body. You're yeah. welcome. No, it's grand. I'm like, I thought she'd be a little more annoyed about that. But no, nah, it was cool, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's the uh, it's the early Giles on, on Buffy kind of thing. You know, like, kind of uptight. This is unorthodox. But maybe sometimes it works. You gotta loosen them up a little <laughs> bit. Huh? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, you know, the episode's wrapping up, so we don't have have time for this right now. (laughs) Uh, I like the sequence where uh, Macy runs away from the demon. First of all, the demon's coming after her because it's it's looking for the threshold between life and death. It preys on dead children, and she was a stillborn, so it wants her. And she runs off into the the spotlight woods from the X-Files. Yeah. They see Mulder and Scully kind of wandering around. They're like, hey, uh, we want, just wanted to apologize about that last season of the X-Files. I and mean, that, that kind of went off the rails. Please don't remember <laughs> us for that one. <laughs> remember us for all the good original stuff. But you can forget that one. The, the first revival season was all right. But, you know, that last one, yeah, you don't need to remember that. <laughs> Remember Cigarette Smoking Man? (laughs) He doesn't need magic powers to come back from the dead. (laughs) He had that same demon come after him, wants to figure out how he keeps surviving. (laughs) Uh, I like how demon Galvin scurries through the woods. Scurries after her like a ghoul. He's so not stealthy. There's like... (laughs) Just... Yeah. There's one part where he's coming after Macy hiding behind a tree and she makes a sound happen away from her so he thinks she's somewhere else. And then he's just over in that direction. Yeah, like, all of a sudden he's like a big dumb dog or something. Yeah, just like, well, if she was over there, she's here you coming, dummy. <laughs> I like when, when he starts sounding like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I'm your boyfriend now, Macy. Yeah. Tongue comes through the car she's hiding in. (laughs) (laughs) Macy decides in order to get him out, get the demon out of him, um, she's going to use her demon side to stop his heart because it can't live in a dead host, even though it preys on dead children. I I don't know how this works, really. 
It, it um, has to be dead children that aren't dead anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, this seems like a very specific circumstance. I don't know how many of those it was finding in the jungle out there. It, it just it just yeah. seems like this demon's meant to, to not exist. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just has a nice home and dead children which have been revived. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really... Not sure how that works, and like uh, Tessa's not really up for this whole like use your demon powers to kill someone and revive them thing. And Macy says, "I'm the charmed one. I will decide." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a very Piper line, I think. Yeah, I did like too. Her like when she goes dark side, it's like the dark side of the force. She's got her hand out, squeezing it as his heart's getting crushed. I guess stopping it. <laughs> <laughs> Turning into a real Wyatt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's start a Wyatt. A Wyatt. That's such Sever a dumb Wyatt. joke. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but can Wyatt drink a galvan of root beer? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> they go to the attic because that's where Macy was brought back to life and that's where the demon thinks the threshold between life and death is and they've created this protection barrier around the house that's with some sort of magic that uh, Tessa doesn't know but she's got this special knife that she slashes through the barrier and folds it apart and into the giant vagina they go (laughs) (laughs) and they proceed to kill the demon and turn him into Leo Chunklets yeah it was all pretty easy it seemed like Uh, Do you think Galvin's leaving the show for good, though? They had a scene after where Galvin's pretty traumatized about this. He he pulls a Daryl. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, real uh, Galvin wasn't quite as cool with finding out his journey into Jumanji was pointless. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. More realistic, I think. Yeah, and I was glad, kind of, because, I mean, I think he should be kind of annoyed by that. <laughs> um, well, it was, it's not only that, it's it's not only because he did all this stuff for nothing, but the fact that um, she wants to, to keep the demon inside her, and he just experienced being taken over by an, an evil force that mm-hmm. he can't control and made him kill people. Yeah. And I think he sees her being corrupted by the same kind of thing and and not being able to to save her from that yeah definitely he has points about it i mean this is one of the things too where it's like this will change my thinking of this episode i guess depending on what happens you know is if galvin is just being written off to make i really hope not yeah because that'd be lame like that's just stupid (laughs) going that route and if he has more to do in the story and stuff and you know they have some interesting dialogue regarding her demon side it could be good it's just still depend <laughs> uh, i kind of wonder if this has to do with uh sir darius blaine uh who plays galvin because he was written off because he was in the the jumanji sequel mm-hmm. and i don't know if maybe he's pursuing other film stuff and maybe he just doesn't have time to commit to a series Mm. I don't know. I hope not, though. I like the stuff with Gal- Galvin and Macy now. They did a, a real turnaround, and I hope this isn't the end. Yeah. It's like, don't leave the show now that they made your character good. Yeah. <laughs> and who are we going to be stuck with? Parker? Yeah, we'll get some, like, Parker wannabe for Macy. And just be like, ugh. 
Like she'll get a demon boyfriend or something. It's like, yeah. we, don't need, we don't need more half-demons. <laughs> we have plenty of half-demon stories going on. Mm-hmm. Yo, that is wild. It'll be it'll be a different guy that's Galvin, like a Galvin replacement clone. That's the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It'll be unicorn. <laughs> One thing that I hope is is actually a uh, a story that they have wiped off the face of the earth uh, is all the Sarkana being murdered. Yeah. That seems like a quick sweep away of that story. Like, yeah. we're not doing this anymore. Getting rid of them. It's like, oh, that's fine. We barely saw any of them besides Jada alive anyway. <laughs> not very yeah. often. They, they didn't really do enough with that story to make anyone interested. They could have done something, but it was just sort of annoying to me. Yeah, the way it usually came up was just an annoying intrusion into whatever else was going on. You're just like, I don't care about the stupid Sarkana. I was really sad that Jada survived. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll come back to help and die, though. If they if they give her a story that is not to do with the Sarkana, because, it, first of all, any sort of story storyline that involves, like a gang or a cult or whatever and they're like this is our loyalties and then they make a character just about that Mm -hmm. um for instance like riverdale once they had like jughead join the serpents that's just all he ever talks about Uh constantly it's just constantly about the serpents and it's like you know like just became his whole identity yeah and it's kind of like that with jada and there's moments vaguely where it could be something where she, for instance when she's talking about her relationship with her parents that they never follow through with it's all just about sarcana business mm-hmm. uh, and i feel if if they took her away from that and tried to do something else uh they could shift the character around maybe if she is just gonna be kind of off the show i'm guessing she might return though when they're fighting fiona and die tragically trying to help I don't know if they're writing her off. I think they're writing out the Sarkana, though, because they're, they're all dead now. Yeah, I, I mean, think they were like, she, this story's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm, she might not be. But, I mean, that'd just be, if you are getting rid of her, that's probably I'd, I'd do it, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess if you're going to fight the source of all evil, or whatever they decide to do a, a finale, you want to have some characters that we've seen to, to be expendable to make it more impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that uh, that Mel told Nico about being a witch. <laughs> no, she didn't get pulled into white lighter court for doing that. Even though that other episode where they wanted that to happen, it just immediately happened when she started doing magic in front of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Inconsistent white lighter court. Mm-hmm. Would that go to small claims white lighter court? Or do you think yeah. I could? <laughs> oh, the other time it went straight to the elders, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the scene with that led into the scene with the Sarkana being dead, and uh, that's because Fiona went crazy, um, and it's part of the prophecy to raise the source, is what they think. Uh, and Harry left a clue behind, which Maggie describes as a bougie British breadcrumb. Mm. Uh, I have a feeling terrible. like this, the whole Sarkana's death being off screen is just because they don't have Fiona or Harry in this episode. I think maybe it was just supposed to be a shocking reveal. And also we don't know any of the characters in the Sarkana outside of Jada, so I don't think it's that impactful to see them fighting and dying. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, 
I feel like if you don't show it and then they're suddenly dead, that's more impactful if you did care somewhat, maybe, about some of these people. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of um, in the original Charmed, uh, when they had the, the Titans, I think it was, come and kill a bunch of the white or the elders. Mm. Was it the Titans? I don't know. I just remember there was one where they like went up to White Lighter Land and there's just like a bunch of dead elders there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they never showed that on screen. Yeah. So we didn't get that. <laughs> just a bunch of dead theater actors in shitty robes <laughs> lying on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and it just it might have been nice to have seen at least like a little bit of that, like or the build up even. But I mean. It's just, it was good that they're gone. It's just kind of... You don't feel anything about their deaths, though. <laughs> Other than <Yeah>. relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say that I was I was very excited that this happened because that means that less bullshit to deal with the Sarkana. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so the last thing I have left in my notes is uh, the fashion segment. <sighs> Macy was wearing a white sweater with rainbow stripes... That looked very 70s. Mm. I like that sweater. Uh, Nico's fiance <laughs> had a like Saturday night fever suit on or something at the bachelorette party. Yeah, you're that or she's going to be in Scarface or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a, a very slick gay fashion, I think. <laughs> Uh, and then Maggie had a lot of, uh, I think, classics in this one. I think these are ones that are, that'll stand the test of time. Uh, <laughs> she had a red polka dot dress with shoulder pads. It was very 80s looking and had a uh, matching fanny pack mm. on the belt. Yeah. A uh, black and white jumpsuit. A tie-dye hoodie with pink sweats. Mm-hmm. And then a biker jacket with pastel pink uh, a ruffle lace turtleneck, which was under a black corset and had matching uh, tassel earrings <laughs> to the pink. Mm. I thought that was genuinely a good outfit. Like, some of them are, like, kind of uh, tacky, but I love it. Mm. But that one I thought was pretty good. I like the color coordination. Mm. So that's all I got for the fashion segment. All right. Very good, then. <laughs> Phelan, overall, uh, how do you think this episode stacks up? Is probably one of their better ones. But like I said at the beginning, it's, it'll depend. If they're writing Galvin out, then I don't like it. <laughs> it's sad if they're writing Galvin out. I'm really bummed about that. But I, I don't think that has to do with their story decisions so much as I think behind the scenes something happening. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think it's one of their better episodes. I think, like, the plot flowed pretty good through most of it. Uh, the ending could have used a little less, like, this is the ending, no, this is the ending, no, this is the ending, mm-hmm. like they usually do. But it didn't feel as crammed with things as they had been previously. And it was about the sisters working together for the most part, which is nice. Yeah. Like, even when it involved separate plots... I felt like it still felt like it tied into the overall story, and they were still weaving in and out. It wasn't like Mel is just off on her own the whole time, Maggie's off on her own the whole time, and then Macy's carrying the story as usual. Yeah, and it wasn't like, you know, in the middle of something serious that Maggie goes, Oh, I gotta go check on my tuition thing. 
Yeah, that was just something that was happening in her life. Yeah. And tied into to some, like, it, it weaved its way through it. Exactly. Like, and that was the annoying thing about some earlier episodes, because that's exactly how it was in some early episodes. Like, ah, oh, whatever, I gotta go check on the sorority. <laughs> Yeah, I think that th- that it's smoothing things out a little bit. So we'll see how the next episode goes. No, we won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm afraid to say next week. Every time I say it, they're like, just kidding. There's another break happening. Yeah, we'll see what happens after the break. <laughs> uh, but for now, uh, I think we'll be signing off here. Thanks to everyone for listening to Charmed Hard with Vengeance. Uh, it'd be great if you could subscribe or uh, leave us a like or a comment or uh, write about us on Twitter. Uh, hashtag the podcast police. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hashtag Galviando Jones. Yeah. Hashtag Galvin of Root Beer. <laughs> Galvin of Root Beer. Uh, and we'll see you guys uh, next time. Bye. I gave a little wave. They'll, yeah, they'll know. Yeah. That was a dumb wave. <laughs> <laughs>